Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 51. Today, I'm going to share five ways to boost your engagement on Instagram, and I'm going to teach you how to navigate the changes that continue to be implemented every day with the app that we so dearly love. I cannot wait to lead you through this mini training and to encourage you to really focus on your level of engagement so that you can beat the algorithm once and for all. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop-style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey, Gold Diggers, it's Jenna Kutcher, and today I'm so excited to talk about one of my all-time favorite subjects, Instagram. Now, if you know me, you know that I love this app, and I think about it so much more than just tiny little square images. And so I wanted to update my Instagram episode and to just share some things that are really working well on the app as it continues to evolve and change. Now, let's be honest, I feel like just when we feel like like we're getting a grip on what's going on on Instagram. They release a new update and we're all left feeling confused or seeing big dips in engagement. And trust me, that's no fun. So just when you think you finally cracked the code, Instagram continues to switch it up again and navigating the ever-changing waters of our beloved app hasn't been the easiest thing in the world. But if you're anything like me, you're ready for a challenge, ready to dive in and figure out what is actually working. 
As an entrepreneur, Instagram has been absolutely pivotal in my success from sharing my portfolio with an easy scroll to sharing my life in a way that turns mere followers into eager clients. Instagram is a place not just for growing my business, but for creating a true community. Now, before I dive into this training, I want to share a little bit about how I view Instagram because it's a lot different than a lot of the other people out there that are teaching about it. Now, a few years ago, we lost a really dear friend to us in a car accident. And I started to really notice that whenever I was missing him, or I wanted to remember him or hear his laugh or see the words that he wrote, I would always click onto his social media accounts. And it really started to dawn on me that that was my way of feeling connected to him. Now, we recently lost my grandma and all of us got together and we had boxes and boxes of photographs of her. And I started to think about our generation. I don't have boxes of photos. Heck, I barely ever print my photos. And it really, really clicked that for us, social media is the way that we are sharing our lives. It's our legacy. It's our stories that are being left behind. Think about it. When you're gone, how are people going to remember you? What kind of things are they going to do? If you're like me, you're going to click to somebody's account to just remember them, to feel closer to them. I realize that social media, it's not just marketing. It's our stories, the way that we're sharing our lives as we're living them. Now, for me, social media is definitely not just a highlight reel. Yes, I post beautiful things and I love that, but I want to remember my life just as it's unfolding. I don't want to look back at my posts and say, gosh, that was a really tough season, but you would have never known it because my feed looked absolutely perfect. I want to document what's really going on in my life so that I can look back and say, this is exactly how it unfolded. Social media to me is such a personal thing, but it's also an incredible marketing tool. And so if you're thinking right now, well, goodness gracious, I don't want to put my story out there on the web. I don't want to share my imperfections. Hang with me because today I'm going to share five different ways that you can really up your engagement on the app and challenge yourself to market yourself better through those pretty little square images. As an entrepreneur, we are challenged to constantly pivot. Guys, if you're not pivoting, then you are definitely standing still and your business is going to reflect that. If we are always complaining about different changes that are rolling out and not just stepping up to the plate and saying, I can take on this challenge, you are going to be stagnant in your business. Part of being successful is being resilient and adaptable. And as somebody who constantly is teaching Instagram strategies, I am learning just like you. Every week I am stepping up to the plate. I'm testing things out. I'm trying different techniques so that I can come back to you and share with you what's actually working out there. So let's dive into the training. I'm going to walk you through five different ways that you can boost your engagement on Instagram. And I'm so excited to lead you through this because I truly know it's going to make an impact. So number one is never post in real time. And you might be like, wait, what? I'm being so serious. The 
only time you should be posting in real time is when you use Instagram stories. That's it. That's all I'm giving to you. I am telling you to wait. When you are posting on the fly, you're doing a few things that I wouldn't recommend. You're likely slapping on a filter really quick and not paying attention to the details or if your lines are straight or if your colors are right. You're probably rushing to type a caption or just falling back on emoji captions or weird song lyrics and you'll miss the opportunity to present the moment that you're in to be present in the moment that you're in. You know, the one that you were so eager to photograph. So think about it. Let's say you are at a coffee shop and you have the most perfect latte and you're like, gosh, this is so Instagrammable. You take that photo and there you are sitting across from your friend, typing up a caption, trying to hashtag it and edit it really quick. Stop doing that. Be present in the moments that are so beautiful. You want to photograph them. Take the shot and then put your phone down. And when you have a little bit of time, edit the photo, caption it thoughtfully, and hashtag it intentionally. This is not only going to give you the ability to be more present in your life, but it's also going to allow you to be more thoughtful with your feed. Now, I can tell you one thing for sure. I have not posted in real time in years. Honestly, I haven't. I don't do it. I like to actually take a step back from those moments and really ask myself, what story am I telling? Am I doing it justice? Am I sharing what really happened? Am I sharing my heart in this post or am I at least making it interesting? There are so many beautiful things that are happening in our lives and Instagram is just one tiny snapshot. But if you can challenge yourself to just create a little arsenal in your camera roll, then on those days that you're really feeling stuck or feeling like you have nothing worthy to share, you're going to have a little portfolio that you can choose from and share it intentionally. Guys, a lot of times we forget that our camera rolls, they're filled with old photos of awesome moments. We believe the lie that if we don't share it now, it didn't happen. And I notice this more than ever these days. The other week, Drew and I went to a Garth Brooks concert with some friends and I put my phone away. I just wanted to take in the music and the moments. And I mean, honestly, let's be honest, concerts never translate well on social media. And so it's just better to put your phone down and be in the moment. But as I looked around that stadium, probably over half the people were just sitting there on their phones the entire time. Snapchatting, Instagramming, Facebooking. And it really was such a shame to me that so many people were missing the awesome performance that was happening in front of us because we were feeling so compelled to share. It goes back to the fact that we believe that lie that if I didn't share it, it didn't happen. And that's putting ridiculous amounts of pressure on us to always be documenting our lives. Number one is never post in real time. And I seriously challenge you to think about that today. Take a step away from it. Be a little bit more present in your life. Be a little bit more intentional with your feed and take the time to add a little strategy to things so that you're not just whipping up captions, quickly editing or slapping on a filter and calling it a day. You're going to see a boost in your engagement because you're being more thoughtful with the content that you're sharing and the timing that you're sharing it. And you'll also earn brownie points with your friends because you're not constantly on your phone when you're with them. Number two is an easy one. Do not be a one hit wonder. I see this all of the time and it honestly breaks my heart because I know that the people that are running these accounts are probably believing a few lies. 
Guys, lies are everywhere in our lives. If you believe that people care more about your work than they care about you, then we have to shift the way that you're thinking. One of the biggest mistakes that I see is that people are just constantly sharing their work. It's easy and it's comfortable to hide behind your work, but doing so is not going to help you create true connections online. It is so important to show more aspects of you than just your business. People, they have to first know who you are, then they have to like you, and then they have to trust you before they will ever consider hiring you or buying from you. When I first started, I had a blog. That's all I had. It was before Instagram even existed, which makes me feel ancient, even though it wasn't all that long ago. And I remember my blog was just constantly my work. It was session after session after session as I was getting started out as a photographer. And I remember that I asked a question. I said, what are your favorite posts to read? And it was resounding at the amount of people that said they just wanted to see personal posts. They wanted to know about me, who I was, what I was doing. And I wanted to ignore that feedback. So I was like, there's no way. Like, I am so stinking boring. I live in a tiny town in Wisconsin. I rarely leave my house. I am wearing yesterday's yoga pants. I never wear makeup. What would I possibly have to share? But the funny thing is, is that the more that you open yourself up to people, the more that they feel connected to you, the more that they trust you, the more that they refer to you like you're a friend, even if they've never actually met you. And so number two is do not be a one hit wonder. I can promise you this. You are going to get way more engagement. You're going to get way more bookings or sell way more products when people actually know who you are. Because they're going to see that you're an expert at something. Your passion is going to be so clear that they're going to know they need to come to you. But they're also going to feel like you're an old friend, someone that they can trust. And before anyone is going to open their wallet, they have to trust you. So one of the biggest ways that I can encourage you to not be a one hit wonder is to choose five facets of your life that make you you rotate through these five categories each and every single week so that your feed becomes multidimensional and interesting. I call this a Jenna Kutcher five. I talked about it multiple times on this podcast, but share things like the city you live in, your pets, your hobbies, your travels, your children, your spouse, keep it as personal as you feel comfortable so that other Others feel like they know you. Now, this has helped me so much in so many ways because when I created the Jenna Kutcher Five, I started to understand that there was going to be a flow to my feed. And on those days where I felt like, gosh, I don't know if I have anything to share today, my life is so uninstagrammable, I would take a look at my feed and say, hey, I haven't shared a wedding photo in a while. I should probably share a wedding photo. Hey, I haven't shared my dogs in a while. Let's pop those back up into my feed. And so it became this cycle, and people started to think of me when they saw things like macaroni and cheese and rescue dogs. Why? Because it became part of my brand. I wasn't just running a business anymore. I was running a brand. And I can tell you one thing, friend, when you run a brand, you are far more likely to be able to pivot successfully if your passions change or if you go in a new direction. I am ample proof of this. I started as a photographer 
then became an educator, then became a podcaster. And each time I pivoted, my audience was ready to pivot with me. Why? Because they trust me. They know me and they can see my passion and feel it. If I wasn't a part of that picture, if I was just hiding behind wedding images and suddenly I'm like, hey, I'm going to launch a podcast, nobody's going to care because all they can see is my work. They don't know me. And I truly believe that as artists, in order for people to truly appreciate the art that we're putting out into the world, they have to appreciate us and the perspective that it is coming from. So number two, don't be a one hit wonder. Really think about five facets of your life. Ask your friends and family, what five things do you think of when you think of me if you're struggling to come up with them? And then start being strategic about how you're sharing those every single week. Think about it. If you have five categories, that's one post for every weekday and you can take the weekends off of social media and know that your content is helping you grow a brand much bigger than the product or service that you're selling. Number three is using calls to action. Now with the algorithm, engagement is the name of the game. So if you are one of the people that has been complaining about a lack of engagement, you're likely struggling and suffering with the algorithm. So what does this mean? In order to show up in the feeds of your followers, you have to prove that your content is worthy. So what's happening is when you're hitting publish, Instagram is looking at your level of engagement. So let's say you have 100 followers on Instagram. And let's say in the first hour, 10 of your friends are liking your post and three of them are commenting. Now, let's say you're like me and you have 100,000 followers on Instagram. And let's say you put out some content and maybe only 600 people are liking it. That percentage of engagement for me is much lower than your level of engagement, which is about 13%. And so you, my friend, are likely to show up in the algorithm higher than I am, which is surprising. So trust me when I say that it would be a really bad move to buy followers or to purchase bots to comment on other people's things because that is only going to hurt you. It is far better to have a smaller number of people following you, but a more engaged audience than to have hundreds of thousands of people following you that don't care about what you're doing. So how do you use call to actions to help your engagement? You have to encourage people to like and comment on your content, which feels weird, right? Like we all know that you can do that on Instagram, but how can you encourage or pass along an invitation that invites people to engage with what you're putting out there? Because the more engagement that you have, the more likely you are to have your posts be seen on the feed, which is awesome. So think about it. Social media, it should not be our sales pitch. It should be our invitation, our handshake. And I truly believe that every single post that you are publishing needs to have a call to action. Now, there are small calls to action and there are big ones and you want to kind of mix it up throughout each post. But as you're sharing, I want for you to think about what action step people could take on your post in order to boost your engagement. So you could ask a question like, hey, guys, I just finished this last book and I loved it. I need more book suggestions. Could you just comment below and let me know what book you read recently that you loved? You could ask people to double tap if they agree, like I do this all the time. Double tap if you agree that mac and cheese shapes are way better than the classic noodles because duh, they are. But then people are encouraged and they think, oh yeah, I agree. I should double tap. 
have people tag a friend below if you're sharing some sort of encouragement or a message or even a tip that other people could benefit from. Ask people to tag a friend below to help them out. Whatever this looks like for you, just include an invitation to engage with you in every single post to boost your algorithm odds. So each week as I'm planning out my content in advance, because I don't post in real time, I'll take a look at every single post and I'll ask myself, what sort of call to action can I have within this post that encourages people to take action? Now, when it comes down to this, I want for you to understand one thing. Not everyone is going to take action every single time. In fact, it would be crazy if that was the case. But a very small percentage of your followers are going to because they know you, they like you, and they trust you, right? Those are the people that are the most likely to be devoted fans to you, to turn into paying clients, to be the people that will stay with you through the thick and thin. Those people are your tribe. They're stepping up to the plate and answering your invitation, And so as you plan out your content for the week, I challenge you to think about small call to actions that you can use and bigger ones like inviting people to download a freebie or to attend a training or to email you about their next event or wedding or whatever that looks like. But every single post should include a call to action, whether it's small or big, and those will increase your odds of showing up in the algorithm. And remember, friends, it's not about the number of followers you have. It's about the level of engagement. So don't focus on the followers. Focus on getting the right followers who are excited to be a part of every post that you are publishing. Hey, guys, are you enjoying today's episode? Awesome. I thought so. I wanted to interrupt it really quick to extend an invitation to you for my free new masterclass all about Instagram and how to convert your mere followers into paying clients, the three simple shifts in order to land more inquiries into your inbox. Trust me, cracking the Instagram code is anything but easy. And so in this training, I'm going to teach you how to whisper your message to the right followers so that you can quit screaming into the void. I'll share my exact process of getting followers off of the app and into my inbox and the number one thing I do in each post in order to speak to my dream clients. Now there's a lot of Instagram education floating around, but none of it matters if you're not seeing a return. So let's get you that return of your time, your energy, and your sanity. Join my free masterclass today at www.jkinstagrow.com. That's JK as in Jenna Kutcher, Insta Grow. And I will see you guys inside the training. I'm so excited to dive a little bit deeper into my Insta strategies and to spend some time with you online. Again, it's jkinstagrow.com. Grab your spot. Seats are limited and I will see you guys super soon. Number four is hashtag intentionally. Now, did you know that if you are using hashtags, you are 12% more likely to receive engagement on your post? Trust me, I will take those odds and put them to work. Thank you very much. Gone are the days where you should copy and paste the same list of hashtags for every single post. Thanks a lot, shadow banning. It is time that you get intentional with your use of hashtags and really think about what your dream clients are searching for so that you can end up in front of them. 
So let's talk about the shadow ban for a moment because it's a really, really big topic of conversation when it comes to Instagram and it's something that I would love to address at the best of my abilities. The shadow ban is something that has been happening for the last month as Instagram continues to implement changes and is actually locking down on how they can continue to monetize their app. So what's happening with shadow banning is that if you are using hashtags you might not actually be getting your posts seen within those hashtags, which is known as a shadow ban. So let's say I hashtagged Rising Tide Society, and that was for some reason a part of the shadow ban, which it's not. I could see my post in that, but anyone that didn't follow me, they wouldn't even be able to see my post show up in there. There's been a ton of theories and conspiracy theories out there about why this is happening, but here are different ways that you can avoid being shadow banned while still getting your reach out of hashtags. Make sure that every single time you're posting and you're using hashtags, be very clear about the hashtags you're using. So instead of copying and pasting a bunch of hashtags that you use on every single post, really say, what is this post and what categories does it fall under? Next, I want for you to click on each hashtag that you just used and make sure that they have a top post area. This is going to show you that it's a relevant hashtag and that it's working. If there is a hashtag that you click on that doesn't have a top post area, it's likely a shadow band one and you're going to want to delete your list of hashtags and remove that one from the option. There are also a few websites out there that you can check to see if you're getting shadow banned, but here's what I want to encourage you. I haven't paid too much attention to it because even if my engagement dips, I'm still confident that I'm reaching the right people with my posts and I'm still using call to actions to make sure that every post is getting interacted with. So when it comes to hashtags, I want for you to really think about this. You have 30 opportunities to use great hashtags. And personally, I love to hedge my bets and use both wide tags that get used a ton of times and more narrow tags. So for example, if I am sharing a wedding photo that I took, I might use hashtag wedding, which is a really wide tag, and hashtag Wisconsin wedding, which is a more narrow, specific tag to reach both a broad and narrow audience. When you think about it, 30 opportunities is a ton in terms of getting in front of your ideal clients. And so you want to think less about industry specific tags that likely your peers are searching for and more about tags that your clients would be looking for. So when I think about my wedding clients, they're probably searching hashtag Wisconsin wedding photographer, hashtag Wisconsin photographer, hashtag Wisconsin bride, hashtag Milwaukee bride, whatever that looks like. And so I want to really be specific and strategic in using tags that my clients are likely looking for and less worried about showing up in my peers' feeds or the hashtags that my peers in the industry might be looking for. Again, hashtag intentionally, really look at each post and say what topics would work best. And if you need help doing a little bit more research, look at other people in your industry that are really killing it on Instagram and see what kind of hashtags they're using and check out what those hashtags look like to see if they might be a fit for you and for your work. We are trucking along and on to number five, which is build your community. It is easy to log in and mindlessly scroll, but what would it look like if you logged in and spent 20 minutes encouraging people you follow or people who follow you? 
What if you set a timer and you logged in with the intention of fostering community? Now, it might sound crazy, but some of my dearest friends were found on this silly app. So here's my tip. If people are taking the time to engage with you, take a few minutes to comment back thank them or even hop onto their feed and return the favor by liking and commenting their most recent posts. Trust me, it will not go unnoticed and it's going to encourage people to continue to engage with you in the future. Now, I have to be honest and share something, but I often feel so guilty about this because my following has consistently continued to grow and the level of engagement grows because I'm being really strategic with my call to actions and my hashtags. But this also means that I really struggle to respond to all of my comments. In fact, some days I just feel so overwhelmed that I can't even log in to do it. I mean, if you guys could see the way my feed looked, it would be astonishing to a lot of you because things are moving. Moving so quickly that it's impossible to read them all. So since this is something I feel guilty about, I've really started to take more action and set a timer for 20 minutes every single day to log in, not to look at who's just liking and commenting on my stuff, but to really engage back with my community and to encourage people. Like, how fun is that? You're going to feel better about yourself instead of scrolling mindlessly and thinking, gosh, I don't have the perfect house or the perfect body, or I wish I was in Jamaica right now, whatever that looks like. Instead, take that energy and pour it back into building a community. I promise you people will notice and the more that you engage back with them, the more encouraged and invited they feel in terms of engaging the next time you ask for them to do so. So let me recap quickly before we close out this mini Instagram training. Number one, never post in real time. Seriously, be intentional. Take the time to look at your feed, to plan it out, to curate it. It doesn't have to be perfect, but to be really thoughtful about the way that you're sharing things and be more present in your real life so that when you sit down to edit, to write a caption, to use hashtags, you're doing so, so intentionally that you're going to see results. Number two is don't be a one hit wonder. Don't hide behind your work, friends. You are so valued and loved and I want to get to know you. And if your only photo of yourself is in your bio, you might have just lost your client because they are likely trying to figure out who you are and if they're going to like you enough to hire you. Choose five facets of your life that make you you and rotate through those five categories each week so that your feed is multidimensional and interesting. Trust me, when you can create connections beyond just the service you provide, which your clients expect from you, by the way, you're going to create really meaningful relationships and build up the trust that is required for people to pay you. Number three is use call to actions. Remember that your social media, especially your Instagram, need not be your sales pitch. It should be a mere handshake or invitation to go a step further for you and be confident that only a small percentage are going to take that invitation. But those are the right people. Those are your tribe, the ones that you should be serving every single day. So invite them, encourage them to engage with you. Really just get really strategic about how you're using call to actions in every single post so that you can really engage with your followers and beat the algorithm once and for all. Hashtag your post 
most intentionally. Hedge your bets. You got 30 opportunities to use great hashtags. Study up a little bit about the shadow ban, but really, if you're just being specific and making sure that each post falls under the hashtag that you're currently using, you should be good to go. And lastly, build your community. What would your life look like if you just set a timer and spent 20 minutes encouraging the people that encourage you and really engaging with your followers and returning the favor? Trust me, people are going to notice it. They're going to fall even more in love with you and feel more invited to engage with you on a more consistent basis. Now, social media, it continues to change on a daily basis, but it is our job as marketers to learn how to pivot when a new change impacts the way that we are reaching our clients online. Trust me, have fun with it, share your story, and create true relationships both on and off of the app. If you'd like to learn more about marketing on Instagram, join me for my live free training, Convert Instagram Followers into Paying Clients, even if you don't have thousands to start out with. And I want to dig a little bit deeper into the ways that you can transform your mere followers into dream inquiries. I am sharing three of my biggest secrets, and I want to show you how it's not just about the number of followers, but actually transforming them into inquiries that lead to awesome dream paying clients. So join me at jkinstagrow.com. Again, that is jk as in Jenna Kutcher, instagrow.com to sign up for the free training. Spots are limited. They're moving fast, but I cannot wait to teach you and thousands of other Instagrammers how to convert your mere followers into paying clients. I will see you inside of the free training and I cannot wait to hang out with you soon. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, you gold digging dream chaser you.